Hi, this is the third episode of Three Count, live from the new Studio 53 in Staten Island, New York. Every Wednesday night from 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, airing exclusively on itsyourradio.com and Facebook Live. And welcome back to the show on this Wednesday, February the 15th, 2017. I'm Richard and I'm joined by the man that gravity remembered, Yo Andrew. Yep, it, I'm telling you, it still remembers me. I'm still walking strong. I'm doing something right. Absolutely. Not everybody I can am. be Neville, the Cruiserweight champion, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. The king of the Cruiserweights, I know. The king of the Cruiserweights. Don't worry, you're still the king behind the microphone. Thank so you. So no one's taking Thank the title you. away from you, buddy. No one is. This is Three Count, of course, the show for the thinking pro wrestling fan. we got three major topics across the pro wrestling industry that we are covering tonight. Our Facebook chat is active and open for all discussion. Right. And, of course, we want to hear from you. Call 347-927-5448. You can join in the conversation. Otherwise, let's get started with our first topic. All right. NXT, NXT, NXT. Keep cheering. We're over Keep two cheering. weeks removed from yet another successful NXT takeover for over the last year NXT TakeOver has, has preceded oh, uh, a big four pay-per-view event with the next live special happening the night before Wrestlemania right. in Orlando. Each time NXT TakeOver has set the bar high for the main roster to deliver. With a limited roster this time around, Andrew, can NXT do it again during Wrestlemania weekend? I can't see why not. It's done it what? Once? It's, it's done it twice? And even though many who come up to me, I always say this, I'm a late boomer in the whole NXT saga. Yes, you are. I am. I see Bobby Roode, I see Nakamura, I see Ember Moon, and many come and tell me, well, you should have watched it when Fight Owens Fight was on there, when Sami Zayn was on there, when the first NXT champion, Seth Rollins, was on there, when Neville was a hot NXT champion. You should have watched it back then, Andrew, and you would be telling me something different. And even though many tell me, because you always have those out there, NXT's not the same no more. You don't see that hype, Rich, like we used to see. I don't care. Bobby Roode's a great champion. He's a great heel. He's been wrestling for years, and he's come to the right stage, and he's going to be a great WWE champion someday. And I know they're planning him, and they're doing it slowly, but surely that they have enough weeks where they could where they could see a beautiful championship match shock the world, maybe a return of Nakamura coming back. They're even planning a great women's championship match. I can't see, even though many who at once loved NXT might not be watching it this time around, I can't see why NXT TakeOver can still be WrestleMania because, yeah, i rather see Bobby Roode before Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar any day of the week. And that's fair enough. It really is. It is. And they somehow, some way, pull it off every single time. It started off last year in Dallas when NXT TakeOver Dallas was before the rest of the big WrestleMania 32. Right. Largest crowd in WrestleMania history, over 100,000 fans. Yet, the bar was set really high when we're talking matches between Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. We were talking a great main event between Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, it was a great, it was a great event. They set the tone and they killed it that week. They just make sense every time. The stories are simple. And like I said last week, when I when I when I was uh, previewing this, less truly means more when it comes down to it. We like a more simplified game. As long as the stories make sense, you can repeat them. But as long as they make sense, we're gonna appreciate it as a fan. NXT from <laughs> NXT does not fail. 
to take you from point A all the way to point Z smoothly. And a guy like Bobby Roode, who is the current NXT champion, I think he'd be a great NXT champion. I think he's a great heel champ. He is. Even how he won the title, you're not Nakamura didn't look weak at all. No. Nakamura really didn't look weak. He had an, he had an injury. And right. Roode took advantage, which is great. And it's going to set up for a great rematch, I believe, at, at TakeOver. Where are we at now? TakeOver Land. I'm going to be there. What am I saying? That You will be there. I will Front actually, row I will seat, actually I be there. Hopefully. I don't know. TakeOver Lando, I think, is going to still kill. I see some big matches there. You know, even like uh, the tag team division, I could see the Authors of Pain, the Revival. They're, they're teasing a match, but you also got to throw DIY in the mix. Maybe a triple threat ladder match yep. for the first time between the three teams. That That's a throwback. We haven't seen that in a while. Exactly. You know, Ember Moon versus Asuka for the Women's Championship is definitely a heavy rumor. So, again, you're talking about some high-quality matches that don't have crazy storylines attached they just make sense and that's what nxt does they keep it simple but they just make sense and they do it every time and we need to remind ourselves who is running the nxt show and i'll even throw smackdown live in there and 205 live and talking smack the people that are running these shows are the same people who wrestled in the ring or understand how wrestling works you don't have some guy in a tie, in a suit, not talking about Triple H, no offense, who thinks he or she knows more about wrestling than Triple H does, than Daniel Bryan does, than Vince McMahon does. It's wrong. It's stupid. Exactly. Why are we trying to make NXT TakeOver? Well, some people would probably... Why would some people try to make NXT TakeOver such an extravagant big show. There's no need for that. There's no need. You have a beautiful show, one hour a week. You have your NXT champion there every other week, and it works. It allows you to build up something that's going to happen. They waited about, it. what, Bobby Roode won the championship. He wasn't there that Wednesday. It was the Wednesday after, and it was perfect. Build up that celebration. Allow speculation of Nakamura's leg. Yeah. Let the dirt sheets spill their crap. Mm-hmm. That will mean nothing because no one sadly covers NXT in dirt sheets. So that's what makes it more great. I'm telling you, NXT TakeOver is college football championship. A bunch of guys and girls who want to make it to the top, has the potential to put on a great show, and you and me watching, Rich, are going to love it. And they're hungry. They're hungry. They they're are. Fighting, they're fighting to make a name for themselves. And not Ryback. Not Ryback. Not Ryback. I don't know where Ryback where is now. I think Ryback, he's on Twitter. Where did Ryback came from, bro? Why are we even talking about Ryback? I don't. I agree not to talk I like about Ryback Goldberg at all. Then Ryback during any show three count. <laughs> Screw that guy. We got a comment in the chat. Take over Brooklyn 2015, day before SummerSlam. KO versus Balor's ladder right, match right. was better than the SummerSlam main event that saw Cena and Rollins champ versus champ and Jon Stewart, a celebrity, interfering in the match. So proof positive right there. And thank you, Matt Goodhart, for that comment. Yeah. You know, NXT TakeOver, it, it, they just make it simple. They just make it simple. That's all it needs. That's all it needs. Really, that's all it needs. And when the roster keeps getting limited and limited and limited and limited, because there's got to be call-ups, that's how it is, they still can craft beautiful storylines. Yes. You know, even something simple with Ty Dillinger and Eric Young. Eric Young wants Dillinger to join oh, I Sanity. Love Sanity. And Sanity's a great faction. Dillinger in Sanity would not make sense, but I like where they're going. They can maybe even set up a match at... At TakeOver and say, okay, Dillinger versus Young, but if Dillinger loses, he has to join yes. Sanity. But if Dillinger wins, they have to get rid of a member of Sanity. I love it. I love the stipulation. See? See? Vince, Look what we just did. Hunter, 
Hire me. Come on. Hire Rich Rivera. I just do these things on the spot. I don't really think about these things. I'm a wrestling fan. I I've swear. been doing this since 1998, guys. I've been doing this since 1998, where I've been booking matches. I've been calling spots. I can tell you I will craft the game and just make it so simple that everybody will watch and, uh, and we'll just boost up ratings. I think I saw it on your hand, though, like McFoley did. Oh. You know, he has the hand. That's a spoiler right there. It's, I swear. It's there. Like, how about Dillinger versus Young? And I love Sanity. I think it's great because as we see the White family finally diminishing the way the Shield should have been done, Sanity will be the next great group on SmackDown. It will. I think, and it's going to be so. great. I think it's a nice little faction. And I think it's honestly, a very nice that's faction. a group you can still add more guys to, honestly. And they can really they could really take over and be like a, I don't know. a solid faction. I think it could. As long as you have, you know, hairy, disheveled-looking men. Well, that's the Wyatt family also, but... yeah. But as long as you have some disheveled-looking people that look like somewhat anarchists, which you can pull at off. At least they have Nikki Cross there. I at do like they Nikki have Cross. a female. I do like Nikki and Cross. And I love how, while Eric Young holds his composure, like Bray Wyatt does, unlike the Wyatt family, you see Nikki Cross getting all crazy, oh, yeah. pulling on the rope, and she still wants that I describe Nikki Cross as the female Dean Ambrose. That's how. Oh, I, okay. The female Dean Ambrose. I like that. And I, I like. I like where they're going with that gimmick. Uh, I just think NXT will still deliver. You know, they're not gonna. It's not gonna be the spectacle that that WrestleMania. It doesn't or have to be, Slam, but it does not have. It doesn't to be. have to be, like and, you said. And we'll leave it at that. Number two, we've yet to cover the women's division on the show, but oh. two title changes took place this week at WWE Elimination Chamber and on Monday Night Raw, which saw Naomi and Bailey win their first women's championship. My question: Who was the most deserving of their first women's championship this week? That is such an amazing question, and thank you. Everyone should be, everyone should be talking about this. And guess what? They are talking about this. Who isn't? Who? When was the last time we saw two different women win a championship back to back? I don't think I could recall one, and I don't think you could either. Well, let's rephrase this question because heel Cena, and I'm going to call John Cena heel Cena now because he's a heel, and we're just too stupid to realize it. He goes on the microphone yesterday, SmackDown Live, and he says, you don't deserve things, Bray Wyatt. You earn things. So he pretty much insulted Bray and Naomi and, and Bailey. So who earned the, the title, the, the, the woman's title on Raw or the woman's title on SmackDown? If it was me, I'm going to say Bailey. I haven't watched NXT when she was there. I heard, of the, I heard of the horsemen. I heard of it all. I know her belly to belly. Personally, her match with Charlotte was as exciting as maybe when we saw her versus Sasha Banks back in NXT. I can be a witness. I did watch that match. It was amazing. So she's shown me that she can fight in the ring. She's going to be a huge baby face. And we haven't seen a huge baby face for the woman in a long time. How she got the title, I disagree with. I don't like how Charlotte loses. Most likely she'll win at Fastlane. Yep. Then Bailey wins at Mania. And believe me, I'm right behind this. Yes, it's okay to be predictable if it has a good buildup. The problem is it's not having any buildup. Right. I believe Nia Jax should be champion right now. You pin Bailey. You pin Sasha Banks. You disappear for a week and then Bailey wins the title. But if we're looking at wrestling, though, if we look at what I've seen from Bailey, then Naomi, I'm going to say Bailey. She deserves it. I like how you reshaped that question because now I want I want to change mine. Uh, I actually think the polar opposite. Who who I feel who I felt earned it the most? Yeah, Naomi, without a doubt. Uh, she's been in this company for for so long. She's one of the longest tenured 
females still on the roster. And she's been somebody that we remember back in the FCW days, the NXT days. And she was uh, always known as the most athletic female and one of the most underrated. And yeah, and she was thrown into the Funkadactyls, and then there was the all-female uh, version of NXT, which wasn't great at all. Not even, not I can't even use great in the same sense as the, <laughs> what NXT used to be. NXT, oh God, it was terrible. So she had that going on. And then they had Team Bed. And it's, and, you know, it's obvious that Naomi wasn't really pulling off that heel character well. It didn't seem authentic. But this is somebody who's been in the company for so long. Uh, and also it being an African-American women to win the championship. And, not, and of course, that's not denying, of course, Sasha Banks is African-American. Uh, right, right. And, and she's, you know, she's won multiple titles. But somebody who's uh, done this for so long, and you would think by now would probably be in another company somewhere, she's really done a good job. And she's really done a good job with reshaping what her, her gimmick is. So I, I like how she kind of like adapted to a new role. Does she deserve it, though? Not really. Because she just came back from injury. And they kind of just threw her into this women's championship hunt out of nowhere. And she wins the title out of nowhere. He reads my mind. He literally just read my mind. I was just going to say that. I hate how it was planned. How Alexa Bliss, this vicious, this greedy, in charge, WWE Who was great, who did great as champion. And, and we'll get another title shot and reign, too. She was fantastic. build this title, goes into the match, and she becomes what Kevin Owens was before he screwed Chris Jericho. She became this baby. She can't get anything done right. And then she comes on SmackDown last night. And Alexa Bliss carried the title better than Naomi, and it's not even on Alexa Bliss' waist. Right. That's a problem. So let's go back to that question. Does Naomi deserve it? I knew we were going to say this. Of course she deserves it. You've been, with a, you've been in this company for so long. You hear Vince McMahon going down your throat. You're thrown to horrendous storylines. Of course you deserve some grace and happiness. Of course you deserve a title. You've been through all this damn crap. But have you shown me anything in the ring? Maybe because WWE didn't allow you on the main stage. Maybe because of your husband. I don't know the reasons. All I know is I'm amazing. You're not amazing. You never show me you're amazing. Wow. And Bailey. I think she is amazing. Bailey has shown for Bailey to earn her way and deserve it this quick. There's a difference, Naomi. You better start taking notes. Yeah, Alexa but that Bliss just means Bailey's just been thrown into this this juggling of the women's championship on Raw now. Now you got to be juggled between three girls. Soon it's going to be four. That's why it's going to be a fatal four-way match at WrestleMania, right. you know, with Bailey, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte. And Charlotte's going to win this title back at Fastlane because of we got to extend the pay-per-view streak. Because uh, it, And it doesn't make Charlotte a credible champion. Again, this, go, this goes back no. to the Cena conversation it's the, last it's week. It's an overrated stat. It's an like overrated stat. Like you mentioned. This woman's already going to be six-time women's championship after Fastlane? <laughs> Holy crap. And we're going to throw Bailey into it so she can just lose the title? It doesn't make sense to me. Bailey should have been the one to win the title at WrestleMania right. to end the streak and to, you know, get that babyface reaction. And I, I think they're headed to, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Bailey still gets it back at, at WrestleMania. I, I just see uh, Charlotte's streak ending there. I think that's, like, that's the event where it will, it's going to come to an end. Whether Charlotte, win, whether uh, Bailey wins it, or whether uh, Sasha Banks wins it, and there's even a rumor that Sasha Banks is gonna turn heel eventually on Bailey, and you know, and be the the boss of old. It's just crazy to me, and I I knew Rich and many others 
are disagreeing with me. I'm being too harsh on Naomi. You are. She's been with the company. You are being very she harsh on Naomi. She can wrestle. Yes, she The can. problem is, half of America agrees with me. The half of America is called the IWC. And this, they agree. And this is not the show for the IWC. If you're an IWC member, click that little X button in the corner of your screen and get out of here. Because that's not the fan I'm looking for. I'm looking for the thinking fan. Right. I'm looking for the fan that knows this business, I'm not knows there's rights to this business. I'm not thinking. Not say, well, uh, Finn Balor should be wrestling at WrestleMania. Well, Finn Balor may be hurt still. You can't force things. You can't force your way of booking, a fantasy booking, just because, you know, oh, it only makes sense, but it can't happen. You can't do that. And that's what these IWC fans want. They want Matt Hardy to just, re- just show up at WrestleMania. Believe it or not. I watched, I was reading someone's booking. Literally, some, I could have been some child's booking. That he wanted right. Apollo Crews in the WWE Championship hunt. Apollo Crews, who should not even be in the main roster. Who still should be in NXT. They right, wanted him right. in the WWE Championship hunt. I'm not going to listen to IWC. I'm sorry. I'll call out cage side seats. I'll call out all those sites on Instagram. My life, my, my life is WWE forever, whatever that, that hold is. Rich and heel scene are insulting the world. Just shut them down or just don't follow these people. They are fans that have nothing better to do. I mean, we, we are fans that have nothing better to do. So we host a right. show from 7.30 to 8 o'clock That's and right. hopefully get some audience members, which we have now. We thank you very much for it. Right. But that's, that's, their opinion is going to be behind uh, a computer or behind the phone. Right. My opinion is genuine. This is what I believe. This is what I believe is right. Listen, I'm going off on a tangent. I can save it for another time. We don't have that time for it. All right. We're going to go to the topic we number three. On. But before we go to that, you can follow us at 3Count, at 3Count Live on Twitter. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Trigio. And you can follow me at Rich J. Rivera. So we're talking about Naomi. She won the Women's Championship at right. Elimination Chamber. But speaking of the pay-per-view. WWE has a weird affection for pay-per-view event names, uh, named after matches, rather. You know, yeah. you got Elimination Chamber, TLC, Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank. Should WWE revert back to those generic pay-per-view event names of old or move forward with these gimmick pay-per-view names? Okay, so I have to use my mind and give my genuine opinion on this. That's who I asked. I, that, the thinking fan. Remember, this is the show for the thinking fan. Because half the fans I referred you will one day listen to this program. And we're going to just replay that sound by how... That's you, fine. That's that fine. We, I'll rip into them every day. We don't understand that Naomi, you know, what? I give Nia Jax a damn uh, chance. But what are you going to do? Now, to this gimmick pay-per-view names... Why, why get rid of it? It looks like this past Sunday, one of the best elimination chambers of all time. And it looks like keep these gimmick pay-per-view names if you know you can build good shows around them. Like Fastlane right now looks pretty pitiful. No offense. It's just poor booking. Yeah, you have that one good match. Well, now with the whole Jericho, yeah, now they're still on build-up. But they're really you know, really choking the Strowman reins down our throat by building up Big Show versus Strowman at Fastlane. So I guess keep these gimmick pay-per-view names. Money in the Bank on my birthday this year, June 18th. It's going to be great. If you can build a good Money in the Bank match, a few matches around it, why not? It'll be good. I'll watch it. Nothing wrong with it. Okay. If you don't build up right, yeah, get rid of it. Then you're just wasting your time. I don't think it's the names that really bother me much than just the uh, the, the theme of the pay-per-views. Um, 
why can't there be a like okay last year for example we had hell in a cell at wrestlemania and we had the hell in a cell pay-per-view i like the unpredictably uh, unpredictability where you can go to a generic pay-per-view like a judgment day and say okay main event's gonna be hell in a cell out of nowhere that's that's part of the surprise factor. Hell, hell in a cell, cell you're right. gonna expect hell in a cell matches tlc you're gonna expect tlc matches I mean, granted, listen, WWE's been going back for gimmick names, you know, for a very long time. You really got to think about this for a second, because two of the four core pay-per-views are gimmicks. Think about it. The Royal Rumble is a gimmick pay-per-view name. Survivor Series is a gimmick pay-per-view name. But you can't change tradition. I get that. I'm not saying rename the Royal Rumble pay-per-view event. Absolutely not. But Money in the Bank, by the way, should be a WrestleMania match, how it used to be. Four Raw superstars against four SmackDown superstars vying for one contract that they can cash on either show against either championship. That makes stories interesting because you never know when a Raw superstar may just show up on SmackDown with their little briefcase. Well, that's why we get the pointless Andre the Giant elimination match. Which we're going to talk about. That we are going to talk about because you build something. Well, sorry. I gotta stop using that word too much. You create this match and it ends up becoming pointless where Money in the Bank has become yes. a great match, exciting match. And you're right. I would love to see it at WrestleMania. And I think it's a good idea. I think what they should do, yeah, bring the Money in the Bank match, create that stimulation. I love it, by the way. But how? let Shane and Stephanie choose the best superstars to go into this match. Exactly. Because they want to be like, you know what? We want a new champion and but these should be the guys that you want to elevate. You know, this, of is, this is the sort of match that you want a Sami Zayn in, you want a Luke Harper in. Those are the sort of representatives you want. Uh, and that's, right, that's, right. that's how they should book it. And then obviously if you want, you could throw Jericho. Obviously, you know, they're, they're pushing the Jericho Owens uh, storyline for WrestleMania. That's pretty much a done deal now. But I would have, in my book, WrestleMania, Jericho would have been in his last Money in the Bank match and he would have won. He would have won. He would have won. That's how I would have it. That's like but that's then he, but how he's I would stay for a few more months. Only a couple where he'll he'll cash it in on Owens because I have Owens retaining. Owens retains against who? Brock Lesnar. No, he's gonna cash in against Owens on, on his buddy. That's where I would have had it. But I love how they did the festival of friendship the other day. I love how they they did that. I think they did that beautifully. And no one. So now I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad now that that's my my ideas out the window. So that's like the one thing I was like, oh, that was cool how they did that. How they did the festival. But that's something they, they also could have delayed until after Mania. Because Jericho versus Owens at Mania it doesn't really attract me that much. It's more of a, an in-between pay-per-view event for me. Uh, like pay-per-view main event. Not a ma- Mania major match. I like it. I like a new rivalry. They have enough weeks to really get many behind this. We, we have seen enough... An, uh, enough... Of the Owens and the Chris Jericho. And, you know, to be able to kind of highlight that these two guys were once friends. Very, very common that we've seen in wrestling. Best friends, oh, yeah. now they're enemies. And if, that could, the other, of course. and if that could introduce something brand new for Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens beats Chris Jericho. Then he kind of blends into something brand new after Mania. And so it was great to do it be between those two. How many times have those two turned on people, like, out of nowhere? You know, KO and... Well, then El Generico and RH, for example, how many times? Uh, Jericho and Shawn Michaels, right. you know, back in the day. We're going to end and, on this point. And, uh, you go ahead. And one last thing. Yeah. See, this is when I'll agree with you on those type of fans. Those people who said, oh, Chris Jericho, you're not letting Kevin Owens thrive. Where you and me, hold on. It's going really well. They're both doing great together. 
And look what happened. Probably one of the greatest face-heel switches, not even knowing it of all time. WWE slowly building that. So while many of us kind of jump on the gun, look at Naomi. She might end up surprising me. Hey, I'm a fan of Corbin. I'm a fan love Corbin. of Nia Jax. Why? Don't love because her. they impressed me. Because they come out in the ring, they're gradually winning, they're getting booed. Even The Miz, sadly, okay. he lost. And they're going to put him in that, I don't know if that's even true. I'm not even going to get into that. So, I believe me, believe me, Naomi, six weeks from now, if you give me enough source and enough detail, I can become a big fan. I'm just saying, Rich, she was just not, she has not impressed me yet. I'll say it like that. Say it like that. That's fine. She has not impressed me yet. Okay. Matt Goodhart's one last point. Get okay. rid of names and organically build to the gimmick match, not force it for the pay-per-view name. We sat through how many bad Hell in a Cell matches just because it was for the pay-per-view. And I think that's a great point to end on. I, it is. I agree with Matt it there. Is. So that does it for our third episode of Three Count. While Tyler Bate defends his United Kingdom Championship against Trent Seven tonight on NXT, how should WWE move forward with the handling of the UK Championship? Find them next week on Three right. Count as we will discuss the potential around the European wrestling division. Don't forget to tune in over to Hit Talkers. We'll be live in about five minutes on itsyourradio.com and on the Hit Talkers mobile app on iOS and Android. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Take care. Support for this podcast and the following message come from TransferWise, the marvelously simple way to send money between the U.S. and 55 countries. Imagine getting the exchange rate you see on Google and moving money at a delightfully low cost. More than a million people already do. Sign up today at TransferWise.com. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. President Trump's nominee for Labor Secretary is out. NPR's Yuki Noguchi reports fast food exec Andrew Puzder says he's withdrawing from a particularly contentious confirmation fight after losing key Republican support in the Senate. Puzder's nomination was troubled from the beginning, with opposition on both sides that got louder as more unflattering details of his past continued to emerge. He disclosed he employed a housekeeper who was in the country illegally. Unions vocally objected to his stances against minimum wage, arguing that his ties to the fast food industry made him unfit to lead an agency agency charged with protecting workers. But it was opposition from his own party that sank his confirmation. Some conservatives took issue with his earlier embrace of immigration reform. Yuki Noguchi, NPR News, Washington. President Donald Trump met today with Israeli